Welcome to episode 48 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I are covering chapters 22 through 28 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, we are going back to the blood letters lair along with Hudson, who gives us a lot of snark in this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. What is up, guys? We're getting into the good stuff this week. The good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> I, I was yeah, like waiting we get, for... We get to the good part. Yeah, I was waiting for Amber to say something, and she just stayed quiet, so... The I'm good I'm very, stuff. very aware that I interrupt a lot. I think that a lot of the problem is that with the podcast, our voices as we're talking... It's louder than what is actually like coming in to hear each other. So we don't realize that we're talking over each other because I do the same <laughs> thing to you. And I notice it when I'm editing. Yeah. And we're also not looking at each other's faces to know that the other one is done talking. Yeah. I have to kind of wait for a lull in the conversation unless long enough for me to then go, okay, I can now say my point. But then I think, you know how like when you're recording... And you're, and you're speaking and then you leave just enough silence to like take a breath, but you feel like that is an hour of time. Yes. <laughs> because you're like, I can't leave this too long because people will be sat there like, is, is it still playing? Yeah. Like, did it pause? But if actually I <laughs> when you listen back to it, it's like barely a millisecond. So, yeah. Oh. Well, we've had a couple really long silences that I will, if I see like a big long silence in the sound clip, like when I'm editing the podcast, I'll like, I will shorten it because there have been times where we are just dead silent for like 30 seconds. And then I'm like, are you there? <laughs> it's, it's usually because I don't want to say something. <laughs> I don't want to say something because I think, oh, she's going to say something. And no, then you hang up. Again. No, <laughs> you hang up. I was like, are we, are we done? Are we done? Let's, let, let's be done. <laughs> All right, guys. If you haven't already, make sure that you join our Facebook group. That can be found by searching Crave the Book Podcast Tea Room. And if for any reason, episode 48 sounded like a, a good one to start with and you're not familiar with the podcast, welcome, <laughs> welcome. Um, and there's a very special sound that you're going to want to listen out for in the event that you don't want anything spoiled for you. Amber, do you want to tell them what? that sound is the sound you need to listen out for is the ghostly howl of xavier Ooh. from the grave <laughs> so uh, we signify the transition between the chapters that we have specifically read today and safe content based on the previous content uh with a wolf howl and everything afterwards is going to be probably a court spoiler so if you have not read court drop out now because we don't want to ruin any surprises or revelations or red herrings or foreshadowing or other words. Heather Warecraft. Because, that's, yeah, yeah, that's mean. That's mean of us mean. To, to not give you a warning about spoilers. Absolutely. And, and I do want to... Um I do want to, before we get into the topics, because we're going to be uh, covering chapters 23 through 28 
of Covet today. Before we hop into that, though, I want to bring up that I did send an email to Entangled Teen asking, oh, so very nicely, if uh, I I sent them like all of our, our metrics and stuff for the podcast and like shown them how astronomically fast this podcast has grown because so many of you have been interested in purchasing our Crave hoodies. And yeah, like a lot of people sell Crave-themed merchandise on the interwebs, but it's technically illegal if you don't have a license. I've confirmed that with Entangled Teen, um, and we don't want to get in trouble. So um, I I do have the hoodies that we give away through our Crave giveaways with the permission of Entangled Teen, but it would be really nice to either like sell them the designs for our cool faction hoodies or let, you know, buy a license that way we can sell them just just to make them Mm -hmm. more accessible and to help pay for the cost of the podcast. Because um, like the Storyblocks account that I use to get all the cool graphics that you see if you watch the podcast on YouTube, like that's $300 a year. The podcast is $150 a year. The microphone that I use is a couple hundred dollars. Every time we host a giveaway, which we've done three. Yep. Three. Those have been a hundred dollars, um, and my time is billable by sixty dollars an hour. So yeah, you're racking up a, a large invoice there, Starla. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, so, and, and, and I just wanted to say that it, it's not just going to be benefiting us and Entangled. The money will trickle down to Tracy, who we're all here for. Um, like she wrote these amazing books that we sit for hours and hours and hours reading and hours and hours and hours recording podcasts for um and she deserves the money at the end of the day if people are profiting from something that she's created she's it's a world she's created why not go through the proper route and make sure she gets pennies for it absolutely absolutely and that's the difference between a lot of the the etsy sellers who who do it you know and us trying to do it correctly. So Entangled did get back with me and they said that they are forwarding the email to the correct department. It, my contact at Entangled is their um, their primary like marketing lady. So she is forwarding my request to the proper department. So more on that later. Uh, hopefully we'll have some good news for you guys soon if you've been waiting for one of those faction hoodies because TBH, no hate for Entangled. I'm not a big fan of the, the current Crave merchandise that they have in their store. It's very vague. I don't want a shirt that says bite me on it. Like It also, it, it does not cater for 30 year olds. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a shirt that says Team Hudson or Team Grace on it either, TBH. Um, no. I want, you know how I have my Harry Potter bag? There's like the subtle. Yeah. The, the subtleness of like only other people who are like proper Potterheads will understand the references. I want Crave merch that only other Crave people will be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I want it. Absolutely. Rather than just be like, Team Jackson. Then it's just, I'm overtly nerdy then. Like, who's Jackson? What is that? What's that mean? Yeah. All right. Kind of kind of like the um, uh, the Deathly Hallows. It came became a bit too mainstream. Known. I feel like that's yeah. the same with the Catmere logo. Exactly. Yeah. And there aren't, there's been even printed any, on too many things. There isn't even any Crave merch in the merch store at Entangled with the Catmere logo. 
Really? No. 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 I did not know that. Nope. None. All right. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Last we left off, Grace was waiting to go on a special little adventure with Hudson to the Bloodletters to try to figure out exactly why the Bloodletter knew how to break hers and Jackson's mating bond and where she was able to acquire that spell. And she also found out that Jackson wasn't going to be able to come with her and Hudson because he had to go to London to go to the Vampire Corps with the rest of the Order in order to see what Cyrus is up to. So we are at the morning before Hudson and Grace head out, or morning that Hudson and Grace head out to the uh, mm-hmm. the magical bloodletter adventure. Yeah. And apparently the alarm wasn't needed that Grace has set because she'd sat down an all-nighter <laughs> because she realized very quickly that she had no idea where she was going. You, you, um, I would have texted Jackson first. Like, she's sitting there with a topographical map trying to yeah. figure, route it out by hand. And with, in a place with absolutely no landmarks. No. Um, she, Google yeah. Maps doesn't exactly work in a location where the Google vehicle hasn't been able to catalog. Yeah. I, f- I feel sorry for the fact that she she had a great idea and then didn't have all of the relevant tools necessary for the job. So she pulled an all-nighter and then she later gets the all of the directions from Jackson like after she pulled Well, I think it's adorable that like the first thing that she thinks of when her phone goes it isn't oh it must be a text from blah blah blah. It's immediately like oh it's Hudson. Ah. Just like whenever I my phone goes, I know that it's one of three people. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's the WhatsApp notification, I know immediately that it's my husband because no one else messages me on WhatsApp. Aww. So I just know. It's so, I'm, I'm similar with similar with Marco Polo. Yeah, You're you, the only person that Marco Polo is me. Therefore, Marco Polo notification, I know that it's from you. Oh, it's our special. It's our special. Our special little place. Yeah. It's like our mating bond, tones. Amber. It's our mating <laughs> bond. <laughs> yeah. Our mating bond is a beach ball. It is. <laughs> Throw to each other. The Marco Polo <laughs> logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so it, it was Jackson sending her all of the proper coordinates. And it was really funny because it was almost like she forgot, like for just a brief second, she forgot that Jackson existed. <laughs> Yep. And um and I although she needed all of the information the way that he did it was very like this is for a toddler. Um he's given her all of the maps, all of the sat like coordinated coordinates and he's like drawn a red line <laughs> <laughs> through the mountains and then he's like giving her like hand gestures to be able to like drop the um the wards on her lair. <laughs> And I'm saying, like, I'm surprised that you just didn't send her a chauffeur. Like, <laughs> at what point do you just go, do you know what? Let me do it yourself. Let yeah. Me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me do it. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. Yeah. He could have sent that stuff the night before, too. That way she didn't have to pull that all He night. could have given her a lift. That's he could true. have just said, well, I need to go to London now, but why don't we go now? Yeah. Well, let's go really fast because he, he can get there in like 10 minutes, right? Yeah something ridiculous but no he did not but that that leaves a nice big hole in the story 
Well, maybe he thought that uh, her and Hudson needed some time alone. Ooh. They're like away from school, just the two of them. Just the two of us. It's kind of a weird, uh, weird thing to want to send your girlfriend off with your brother. Maybe it was a test. A test. <laughs> One of those. Yeah, it's like, well, if you sleep together, then I know that you are not worthy of me. The the are you cheating on me test. It's like in, yeah. hi- in high school when you have like your friend go flirt with your crush to see if he flirts back. Yeah. <laughs> but They're I mean, teenagers. <laughs> what more do you expect? Grace is like she's like thinking ahead though. She's like mommying up, packing packing food and packing thermoses of blood and she's <laughs> Yeah. She packed lunch for her boo. It's, it's adorable. And uh, and then she starts going on like this this rant about how she needs to get over the fact that he drinks blood. She's like, Well, I have had two mates now. This is silly for me to be this childish about drinking blood. Unless he drinks just, blood from me. And then yeah. And then she starts getting the hornies, starting to think about him like drinking from the vein. And then of course, that is immediately when Hudson knocks on the door. <laughs> and uh, he essentially catches her like mid fantasy. And the way that it's described in the book sounds exactly like when my husband catches me reading smut. And he's like, why are you so red? Why do you look like that? Why do you look so shocked? And I'm sort of like, nothing. Nothing. I I, I, I read it out. (laughs) When Grace says, I can't help but remember the night when he ran an imaginary fang down the side of my throat. And I'm just like, yeah, Grace, neither can we describe it to us. And then she was like... "Um, I, I I was mortified at that point, but now I wish that it had gone further or whatever. I was like, you were not mortified. You were definitely intrigued. You liar. Yeah. She was she was she was digging it. She wouldn't still be like fantasizing about it. And she admitted to fantasizing. She's she said in I I had to stop like my inappropriate thoughts about Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she thinks that they're inappropriate and yet the things that she's doing aren't inappropriate for the, the, the upbringing that she's had. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. But yeah, he catches her having the hornies and he's immediately like, "What? what's wrong with you? Why are you so red? And she says, I've been exercising. <laughs> I've been exercising. And he's like, so now you're lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> he just straight up called her out. Um, I did a, uh, I did a quick price check though, because he of course shows up with an, uh, wearing a Navy Armani backpack. So I, I Googled it and on Armani's website, their bl- like plain, like Navy backpack was $47, which is less than I paid for my 10 year old's Jansport backpack that I just bought for her. So he's not that bougie. So yeah, he's not as bougie as Target's Navy Jansport backpacks appropriate for 10-year-old little girls. Because her uh. ba- her backpack was 50 freaking dollars. Why are your backpacks so expensive? Uh, Jansport backpacks are always expensive, but Taylor, she's she's got to carry a laptop and books. Her backpack weighs like, I think her backpack weighed 45 pounds, which, hold on a minute. Hey, Google, what's 45 pounds to stones? Kilo. Kilo. 45 pounds is equal to 3.214 stones. 
stones? Three stone. Hey, Google, what's 45 pounds in kilos? 45 pounds is equivalent to 20.412 kilograms. 20, 20 kilos? Yeah, that's what. That's how much her backpack weighs, and that's too, that's too much. Yeah, and she's you, she, you're you're essentially weight training her now. Yeah. You may as well send her running up a hill with a tire. Oh, we've brought it. We've brought it up. The, her backpack is ridiculously expensive or uh, expensive, heavy. <laughs> so, but it needs to be ridiculously expensive because she always the straps end up breaking like halfway through the year. So, but anyway, Hudson's backpack that Grace spent so much time like looking at is. Only $47, which is less than Target backpacks. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, I, I ask a really ingenious question when Hudson text Mackay because he gets super duper mad when he finds out that Jackson is going to uh, to Lundre- or London. himself. Huh? Martyr himself. Yeah. He's <laughs> – well, and that's – and. I think that that's immediately what Hudson assumes, but then he finds out that like Jackson did go prepared. So he texts Mackay because he actually wants a response back and he knows that Mackay will, you know, inevitably actually reply. And he does. But then I, I was wondering, do you think that they are actually texting each other or are they using Facebook messenger chat heads like the rest of us normies? Right. So um, the percentage of friends that I actually have in my life that I know their phone numbers of, it's going to be about 10%. I don't know anybody's phone number. Most of them I just message on Facebook. I know my number and I know my husband's number. I don't know anybody's phone number. Yeah. And there's always that awkward moment where they're like, oh, they're not answering. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like I stood outside their house and they're not answering the door. (laughs) They're not answering a message. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Facebook has a call feature. I could just call them. Yeah. And then that, the worst sound in the world happens. And that is the Facebook call. That is worse than Skype. I don't, I, I can't even relate to you how annoying that tone is. <laughs> well, it needs to be. It needs to be annoying because it needs to pierce. If you're Facebook calling someone, it's because there has been no other way to get a hold of them. And you need that sound to pierce through their headphones, through every computer <laughs> that they have logged in in their house. It'll start playing like it is. It is a an alert that goes through our entire house. Yeah, it is proper triggering. And I feel like I, I also hear it in my sleep. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. I hate it. I hate that noise. If and uh, yeah, it comes through on your computer, on your phone, on anything else that you're logged in on Facebook. It comes through all at the same time, but at different times. If you are watching synced. this video on YouTube and you hate the Facebook call sound, be sure to like this video. <laughs> like <laughs> Let's and get subscribe. it changed. Can you imagine? Fa- <laughs> Meta contacts us and says, thanks to the Crave podcast, we've <laughs> received numerous feedback to say that we would like to change the Facebook call num. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, it, I'm, up, I'm up for that. It's now changed it. to it's the awful. wolf howl. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you imagine that? At least in, if it was like playing across my computer and my phone and several tabs as well. So if you do like launch parties or things like that, like with like me and Starla and you have like several Facebook 
tabs open, they ring on every single one yeah. separately. It doesn't go, okay, we're clearly going to have a master. And you can't carry on what you're doing in the background without declining or answering that call. It will just keep going. And then they know. I hate Facebook. I hate it with a passion. And yet my business is entirely on it. Same. Ugh. Um, uh. So Grace and Hudson are going through the woods having a little race and... I noticed when Grace called Hudson Mr. Vega, she she said, I can't remember even what she said, but she said something, you know, referring to him as Mr. Vega. I don't know about you, but if I had previously dated your brother who was also a Mr. Vega, I don't know why that would be so weird to then flirt with the older brother also calling him Mr. Vega. And also another Mr. Vega had literally just tried to kill her last year. So it's all the Mr. Vegas. Yeah. She but will have had three Mr. Vegas bite her. Yeah. She's full of Vega. <laughs> She's got to get her Vega three. <laughs> She's getting her Vega threes. <laughs> Because there's three of them. (laughs) I love it when people explain my jokes. It makes them so much funnier. (laughs) No, that was me explaining it to myself. (laughs) Please. Type it. I can't because my keyboard's so loud. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Type Ovega 3s in the chat or in the comments (laughs) of the board so I know what to name this episode. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. 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 There you go. Oh, well, well, thank you. Save. Thank you. Okay. Back to back to reality here. <laughs> um so we uh Grace notices that <laughs> Grace notices that Hudson disappeared and she's waiting for him to come out of the woods because he's down on the ground running, doing a straight like Cullen run through the woods, which I totally have a, a picture just like that, that twilight shot of Edward running straight up the hill. Like, mm-hmm. like that's yeah. Um, and then her like flying up above. But then he do- he never comes back out of the woods. She passes over the woods and he doesn't come back out. So she's thinking of all the things that could go wrong. And she's like, or you could end up with a compound fracture. Or you could end up being eaten by wolves and bears. Or you could be attacked by a pissed off moose. Or you could be impaled by a giant icicle. And then my brain was like, or you could end up with a shellfish allergy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is, a, it is a reality that should be very possible across all people that a shellfish allergy could be the worst thing that could ever happen to you. Or, or to me, it could be the best thing out because I absolutely hate shellfish. Pe- peanut allergy. One peanut. One peanut has the power to to kill probably probably millions of people across the globe. A single peanut. And yet it's never used for evil. I know. There needs to be. That would be a great horror movie. I bet it exists. Death by Peanut. Death by Peanut. It's just like the cutest little peanut ever with a little face. (laughs) (laughs) A little angry eyebrow. (laughs) (laughs) It'll look like Smarkler. Smarkler. You should put Smarkler up with a (laughs) bow. 
Uh, okay. Oh. Um. <laughs> now we get we get a, we, we get, get the a, cutest scene ever. Yeah, it starts with a with another very Twilight esque scene of Hudson and Grace up tackling each other. Well, they're up on top of a uh, on top of a treetop, which is a Twilight yeah. movie, not book canon. But yep, but he doesn't he doesn't call her Spider Monkey, which we're all very very thankful for. Thank God, I'm rereading um, Twilight. I, I've I've decided to reread it. I'm already halfway through it just because i wanted to like do a you're a masochist i know i want to compare i'm also rereading crave with with my 10 year old i see yeah she's can't wait to get to the kiss scene (laughs) oh yeah she's she doesn't like anything kiss related she's like really grossed out but she she wanted something she wants to get to the bite bit (laughs) well i figure that she'll either lose interest or she'll be way older by the time she gets to those parts so (laughs) <laughs> but um so uh, yeah <laughs> yeah they're stuck in a tree stuck. and uh they've just been chasing each other and uh she she's like oh so how come you've still got your hand behind your back when you clearly tackled me so easily just now with both hands so somehow he tackled her with both hands and also managed to pick a bunch of wildflowers at the same time so I'm not really sure how that happened this reminds me of when i was a kid that my dad used to do this magic trick. And I remember being really, really little. My, my mom and my dad weren't together very long. So I had to have been like five, I, I would say. And he came out of the, of the um, kitchen wearing a bathrobe. And he was eating a carrot, just like a raw, you know, big carrot. And he held the carrot behind his back. And then he pulled his hands back out. And the carrot was gone. And then he put his hands back behind his back. And then he had the carrot in his hand again. And I thought it was the coolest thing or coolest thing until I got older and realized that he clenched the carrot between his butt cheeks <laughs> in in his bathrobe to make the carrot disappear. And I cannot help but think that Hudson was able to tackle Grace and hold her with both arms because he had the, that bundle of flowers clenched between those iron Armani cheeks. He had he had butt clenched bouquet. He did have butt clenched bouquet. Okay. Okay. Wait. I think that butt clenched bouquet is the new um, name. Yep. Amber's already typing it. <laughs> butt clenched bouquet. I think that that's going to be the name of the episode. I did like getting her Ovega threes, but butt clenched bouquet might be the winner. That also sounds like a really uh, great post hardcore band. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> like, I think butt butt clenched bouquet for sure. Okay. Yeah. I realized that we like we've missed a missed a point, and it was a really good point, and it made me giggle writing it. Oh, okay. And backtrack. So backtrack. She's 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 fantasizing. Okay, she's talking about this uh, this bite that she almost had from Hudson, and she starts going, but it can't possibly be as intense as the the, the bite that Jackson gave me. And I'm like, girl. You, this, this dick could never possibly be as good as this dick grace <laughs> yes yes grace you peaked at the first choice of teeth you had on <laughs> she, <sighs> she you, you imagine having your virgin session of sex and then saying that nothing else could ever compare <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why she couldn't have ever considered that maybe Hudson could be better or it or on par or that actually Jackson what she what he gave was actually really rubbish. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, but you're telling me that that the older brother isn't gonna be isn't gonna better. be yeah isn't gonna be better. I'm sorry, not not believable. Especially though. after all the sexual tension. Yeah, he's. I mean, the, he's, the anticipation. He's already so much like smoother and clearly has like more experience talking to girls than Jackson, who just kind of like touches her face occasionally. <laughs> like like that intense thing don't get me wrong when you're reading a book that intense thing is really it's it's really hot with like a character and you know when you first get into a new relationship i dare say that it's it's very attractive when somebody is very intense but let me tell you after a while it gets real old and you're like okay can we like can we like smile can we like not treat everything like it's super duper serious you know, it's like you, you, and that's why Hudson, right when we get his character in Crush and we start getting that snark, that's why, even if everybody, you know, going into Crush was Team Jackson, everybody's still like, you know, I also like this other guy. Yeah. It was very easy to fall in love with Hudson because he's funny and that's more important than being intense. <laughs> yeah, no, if, if people don't have a sense of humor, then I'm not into it. And the problem is, Jackson's only expression of the sense of humor are the terrible jokes that he has with Grace. And it's that's not flirting, really. That's like sharing a little bit of an inside joke with somebody, but that can't be the only thing that you have in common. No, no. And she's the one who started that. Like, he adopted that Just from to her. have a conversation with him. Yeah. Which is just cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meh. So they get to the blood letters and I love how Hudson, he's able to get through the wards and the blood letter like meets them right at the entrance and she's like, ha you disabled my wards. And he's just like, oops. <laughs> Yep. And guys, theory confirmed. She has green eyes. What, and, was, uh, what was the theory? I think that that's so that, that her, uh, the bond is with the blood letter and that Jackson was wrapped around it. Oh, I got it. And that's why the, the thing was the string. Because it's all to do with their eyes, isn't it? Oh, Blue because yeah, eyes, green eyes, black eyes. That would explain why her dad's was brown, brown eyes. Mm -hmm. Macy's is pink, though. Eh, her hair is pink. Maybe, maybe her eyes were pink when she was born, and she just decided to change them at some point. I don't know. Maybe her real eyes. Are pink. She had pit Macy had pink eye. What's the matter with us today? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm delirious. Um, anyway. Yeah, speaking of the wards, the way that the um, the bloodletter and Hudson are talking, it doesn't sound as though Hudson just simply disarmed them. It sounds as though he just poofed them out of existence, which is why she's pissed. Yeah, like, 
She has the best right. security system that money can buy. Like she went, she went with the whole like Brinks home security system. She's got all the little cameras. She's got like the little sign out front that says like this home is protected by blah blah blah. And <laughs> she's got the little she's got the little like life alert bracelet for if she falls down, people will come and like pick her up. And she's he, got a little red cord in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he just he just poofed all of it, every bit of it. Yep. Um. I, I really do think that he did because the way that Grace describes his weird like hand motions, I feel like she would have said just like Jackson did or just as in he, he follows the, the recipe that the text describes. Um, but he, he just goes, he, he does a series of complicated hand movements, which makes me think that he's just doing it for show. <laughs> <laughs> like a real wizard, like just going, <laughs> even though they could just do it with their hands tied behind their back. Like, yeah. And, th- and that gives me more joy than actually knowing that he disarmed the bonds. Because I feel like the blood letter wouldn't be so pissed off. If he just simply turned them off, unlocked the door. Yeah. No. And the and the words that she uses are very like, hmm. Yes, you did get past them. Not. Well, I'm, I'll just go reset them then. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. I and she's very she's very upset that she's been taken, you know, off guard, which we later find out is because she's got like people just draining buckets of blood yes. in the in the corner of the room. Yep. She's got her own packed lunch. She does. She does. She's got she's got the she, delicious she Hello Fresh. She's got lean cuisine in the back. <laughs> I'm I'm just naming we should name name all the all the convenient foods that we have in Gusto. our star banquet TV dinner. <laughs> I've run out. <laughs> Michelina Fresh Meals. Hungry Man Microwave Meal. Uh, I, I'm out of them now, too. <laughs> yeah. Tostino's Pizza Rolls. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so Hudson won't shut the hell up. He's He keeps snarking. Very sarcastic. Yeah, he's he's snarking back and forth at, with him and the blood letter. And she's trying to attim- intimidate him. And he's obviously not intimidated. So he, you know, basically just gets froze in, in time. Yeah, he's like... Mid- mid-sentence. Yeah. He's like, hey, bleh. And the blood letters just like, oh, well. come on, dear, let's have a chat. <laughs> yeah, come on, come sit with me. Yeah, she she freezes Hudson, and Grace is like freaking out, and but she's like, you you will unfreeze him, right? <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna unfreeze eventually, him? right? She's like, oh yeah, of course, eventually. But this is yeah, they, they have they have like a heart to heart and a chat about how uh, how she feels about Jackson and Hudson, what she really, truly wants and things like that, because she almost takes the piss out of Hudson when they both say that that's what they want, is the bonds to be broken again so that she could be back with Jackson. And she's like, is that really what you want, Hudson? Really? Um, which I thought was quite funny, that even she's aware of it. It's just Grace is a fucking dim-witted noblet. Um, 
And uh, yeah, and then there's the revelation that Grace's mum had power was just completely skirted over. She said she said it. Grace didn't acknowledge it. It just was part of the conversation and was like, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's so your dad was a warlock this entire time. He didn't lose his powers because your mum was not human. She had power, but no one's talking about it. Yeah, and and you know, up until now, I mean, Grace pretty much just found out that her dad had power. Mhm. And but but all this time she still thought that her mom was human. Yep. So this should be one of those points where she's like, whoa, 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 back up. Yeah. My mom has power? What? What was she? I can't. She doesn't ever ask. No. So annoying. She's so annoying. Yeah. Do you reckon this could all be solved if she just went, okay, I have a few questions, blood platter. If you want to kill me, kill me. I don't really care because at this point, I'm screwed anyway. Um, number one, what do you mean I have great power and that I'm more than I am? And uh, number two, how did you create a bond, Jackson and me? And number three, why did my parents die and who were they? Like loads of just she could have just asked loads of questions and got all of the answers all in one go, but the blood letter just decides to drag it out because clearly she's not curious enough. You know what Grace needs is a Trello board, just like we use <laughs> for our notes. Yeah. She would benefit. And also, what's going on in the part of the castle where I feel the heebie-jeebies? What's that about? Why Why do spooky trees keep giving me heebie-jeebies? Why? <laughs> and you know what? I've been reading Crave with Taylor again. By the way, reading Crave and Covet at the same time is very difficult. Um, I don't recommend it, but I've been rereading Crave with Taylor, and there are other areas that are giving her the heebie-jeebies that are never brought up again. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm so confused. Yeah, we don't even really get them in in court either. Yeah, and they don't come back. And my child, my child is is way too perceptive. Like we got to the part with Mark and Quinn about to throw. Grace in the snow, and Taylor's like, yep, they're werewolves. I'm like, how did you know they're werewolves? And she's like, because they sniffed her. She's like, vampires don't sniff people. Rules of deduction, mom. Yeah, she's, she's, and and then the, we got to the part with Leah, and she's like, oh, she threw up, like, right after she drank that tea. There was something funky with that tea. Like, she's, yep. Taylor's, she's She's tearing this book apart. She's she's on it. She's too perceptive. Yeah. It makes me feel bad. Yeah. We're we're all like, oh, what could it be? Could it be the tea? And Taylor's like, nah, it's the tea. It's the tea. I think that there is a point where we've also read a lot of books where there have been red herrings. Yeah. So therefore, like, we don't believe everything to always be as obvious as it is. Yeah, a lot of things could just be coincidence. And I love that we are going back reading Covet after reading Court because I picked up on so much more. Let's get into spoilers because I want to I wanna go into my spoilers and you've got spoilers. These are good spoilers. Okay. Okay, so I'll woo-woo-woo. Um, so mine are both quotes. <laughs> I'll woo-woo-woo-woo. I'll woo-woo-woo-woo. Um, mine are both quotes 
First quote is, I kind of freeze as she pulls me in for a long hug, like I'm some long lost relative or something. I'm so confused. This isn't the kind of relationship we had last time. So obviously she is some long lost relative. But my thought is that when when she says this isn't the kind of relationship we had last time, is there something else going on in the blood letters head? Like she's actually like, Grace has has gone through a lot and maybe she's trying to like savor a moment with her granddaughter, like giving her that hug and, you know, like, oh, oh my God, you have gone through so much. I wish I could just tell you everything. Or like Bond of Jackson is not in the way. That's true. Jackson isn't an obstacle not allowing them to touch. And why? Why has there been such a big stressor on her not supposed to touch the blood letter? I think it's because the blood letter is so powerful that the times that Jackson did touch her, things went wrong or, like, she zapped him. Like, if you think in court when Grace actually does touch her green string, like, that goes a little bit mental. Yeah, and I'm just wondering whether she has the same effect on other people that when they go to touch, because she doesn't hug Jackson. You're right. She doesn't really touch and Jackson at all, does she? No, no. And she would. If she if she loved him the same, why is she hugging Grace like a long lost granddaughter, but not Jackson like he's her son that she brought up? Right. Unless he's just kind of being like, he's he's the Harry Potter where he's being raised for a purpose. And it's like not, a lamb to slaughter. Yeah, he's being raised for a greater purpose, and it's all kind of for show. But I don't know. She acts like she really cares for him. She made him a hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the epitome of all love. <laughs> I made you a hat. I made you a hat. <laughs> uh, second, second quote <laughs> that pulled me off guard was Hudson when uh, when it is discovered that the blood letter was the one who created the mating bond between Grace and Jackson. Hudson says, what kind of monster plays with four people's lives? Did it ever occur to you that Jackson has a real mate out there somewhere? One he would never even look for because he was already mated to Grace. I think that Hudson knows that Jackson and Flint were supposed to be mated. Yep. I think that he is fully aware. And I think that that's, I think that he wants to give you know, Jackson choice, like that's why he wants to restore like that mating bond because he knows that, okay, if this has already happened and Flint is already with Luca, that means that Jackson is literally never going to have a mate again because Flint is already with Luca now. So there's no way that Jackson is going to be able to build a relationship back with Flint. And even even if he did, who knows if Jackson can establish another mating bond now after having like, you know, it might not be the same as with Grace where Grace was able to immediately establish one. Like, what if Jackson is just too far gone and he'll never be complete again and then he's never going to be able to be with Flint? And I think, you know, if that were the case, maybe that is why Hudson is so like... He, he so wants Grace and Jackson to be mated back together because he knows that Flint has already moved on. Yeah. I mean, I kind of read it as if he assumed it was Flint 
because he's seen it, whereas he might not have made the connection that there was a mate out there waiting for him had he not already seen the way that Jackson and Flint had been around with each other. I didn't think about the fact that he was now panicking, like, oh, shit, there was the one <laughs> the one chance and now his mate is with somebody else, because that wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Really, would it? Um, I, I mean, unless... Unless Luca, Luca could technically still be mated to Flint if he didn't already have like find a mate. And I think that they mentioned in court that their mating bond, or maybe later in Covet, that their mating bond never snapped into place. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like that was mentioned that Flint was waiting, or that Luca was waiting on the mating bond to snap into place, but it hadn't happened yet. That's really, really like depressing to think of in terms of a relationship that you could have a relationship with someone that you think could, could be perfect and you're just waiting for a mating bond to snap into place. Mm-hmm. It might never snap into place. And that means that there was someone out there better for you. Because you were supposed to be mated to like Jason Momoa or something, except your stars will never cross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh. That's sad. Okay. <laughs> your turn. You're, you've got last one. Yeah. Um. So... Grace is talking about how she can hear the unkillable beast's voice in her head and that he tells her like to avoid danger and who to trust and who not to trust. And the blood letter has this like really sad face on. And then she goes, you're, you're a very lucky girl, Grace. And I was like, oh, like to be able to have a relationship and communicate with him, like she wishes that she could talk to Alistair. Oh, no. Which is really sad. <laughs> Aww. Like this is like they're like I wish I could have that relationship, but obviously she can't, and she's been trapped in here for however many years, a thousand years was it a thousand years? Yeah, a thousand. Um, but also he's been trapped in there for a thousand years, and Grace is the only one that he's been able to talk to in a thousand years, and she has no idea who he is, or that he was even communicating with her. So, yeah, I, th- I think the blood letter is a bit like. I wish, I wish I was in your place. I wish I could talk to my husband again. <laughs> <laughs> Sad spoilers. Uh, all right, guys. That that's the end of the episode. But this this was a good one. I I enjoyed this one. Um, I will keep everybody posted on what Entangled Teens says. Hopefully we get some good news this week. Um, if not, you know, and if for some reason they say like, yeah, that's that's not going to happen, then we're still going to continue doing the giveaways. But Amber and I will probably find a way to maybe like create a way for you guys to support us if you do so choose. That way we can use the money to do the giveaways so that they're not cutting like directly into my pocket <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm i'm thinking that coffee might be is it ko-fi or coffee i think it's coffee k-o-f-i yeah, which makes more sense yeah um so it's like you you pledge a certain amount of money towards us so that we can fund existing operations um whereas patreon is like we would then have to send out extra content that we might not actually have time for and we don't want to ever over promise and under deliver um whereas with coffee or whatever you pronounce it as that means that we can create more content for everyone um so everyone would benefit yeah it would, um, and and it, it's like one of those things where everybody's like you know oh i don't want to i don't want to donate like a dollar a dollar won't help but literally with the number that we have if everybody was to donate just 
$1, like that would cover just with YouTube listeners, that would cover five of the giant giveaways that we do with like the blanket and the hoodie and the, uh, and the notebook. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and and that's just giveaways that like, that's without like paying for the, the resources that we use. Like we could even start using more streaming software. So maybe we would even be able to do a live version of this where we actually record our faces as well. Like at the, at the moment we just don't, we don't have the resources yet to be able to work out how to do that. Um, we both go live regularly on streams and every single time there's always some glitch yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Um, so yeah, we, it would have to like require more research um, and maybe some better hardware, software, whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we'll do our best and we'll keep you posted. But in the meantime, you can join the Crave the Book podcast tea room um, to to kind of stay up on it. Because second I hear something, that's where I will probably post the information. And that's also a great place to chat with other listeners. But guys, until next week, I guess we'll uh, I guess we will just keep waiting and waiting. All and right. I have a puppy then. Yes, and Amber will have a puppy. She will have a puppy. She will post pictures of the puppy in the group for you to see. Yes, I will. (laughs) It's it's, uh, exclusive content. (laughs) Exclusive pup pup, pup tent. Yeah, a pup-up tent. A pup-pup-pup-pup. It's a puppy, guys. Pup dates. Pup Pup dates. dates. That's the words I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Well, I guess we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.